Buccaneers fans. Here he is, Sean Sullivan, the best in class podcast host. He's the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, and he's also the general manager, the big boss at Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford, home of the nationwide lifetime warranty on new and used vehicles. But more important today, Sean is giving us a sprint through the NFL draft, a great look back at the AFC East division like only he can to really dive in in, into some of the winners and losers here. And I'll get out of the way. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Grace, it's great to be back. Like we're back. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, we're back. Sorry for all the football junkies. They gave me all the text messages and phone numbers. It's a long summer, guys. Trust me. You're going to have lots of podcasts, lots of content, lots of material. Don't worry. We're doing good. Obviously, my other job sometimes gets in the way, and we've been out of town. Grace and I just got back from St. Augustine visiting Bozard Ford. It's a fantastic family, fantastic dealership up in uh, St. Augustine. We spent a week there uh, going through uh, their numbers, how they do business, their amazing culture, and then we take back improvements on how to improve the giant uh, Bill Curry Ford and how we're going to better serve our customers, which I'm very excited about. So please visit us at uh, BillCurryFord.com. See our amazing specials. Uh, email me at bestinclass at Sean Sullivan. Or is that right? Can I do it at Sean Sullivan? Bestinclass at, at BillCurry.com. Yeah, if you wanted to go through, do that one. And basically, let me know what you need. If you need to make a reservation for a Bronco, a reservation for a Lightning, a reservation for a Mach-E, a Transit, an F-150, an F-250. Listen, it's never too early. If you're just now getting in the market for a car and you're like, man, I'm, I'm really six months to a year out, it's not a problem. I let you order a car without a deposit, and right now I'm giving you $500 in gift cards just to do it. And then guess what? If you come in and you say, hey, Mr. Sullivan, my life has changed. I no longer need this super duty. Guess what? I'm going to sell it to somebody else, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. You don't have to worry about it either. Please come on in. Make your reservation now. Follow us at Bill Curry Tampa. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. we got a lot of stuff going on. I'm very excited about it. The showroom is due to open on June 1st. Very exciting stuff. If you haven't seen it, I just can't wait for you to come down and show it to you. We'll talk football. I'll sell you a car, and you can enjoy the new showroom. Also, very excited about our partners at Big Storm. Um, obviously, they're terrific partners to Joe Buck's fan, and they are very, very terrific partners of the Curry family. So, uh, Big Storm is a um, very, very terrific company. Um, obviously, they are branching out with uh, new cafes, new coffee centers, and uh, Bill Curry Ford gets to participate. So very excited about that. And congratulations to the Lightning as they continue to move forward. So let's break down this draft. Some of the best things that I'm going to do, we're going to do this by division. We're going to start with the AFC East. Uh, we're going to go through some picks. We're going to go through some best and some, some worst stuff, some interesting stuff. All right, let's go. Let's start with Buffalo Bills. So what did they do in round one? They went with the Florida corner, Khalil Allen. Obviously, I'm a big Florida guy. I watched Elam play. Thought he was a very good corner, very physical corner, um, not a very good tackler. But again, tackling can be taught. Effort can't be taught, but tackling can be taught. Second round, James Cook running back out of Georgia. Third pick, Terrell Bernard, linebacker out of Baylor. He was the one that had that outstanding 40 time. Khalil Shakir, wide receiver out of Boise State in the fifth round. They had no fourth round pick. And then they had three picks in round six. Matt Ariza, that, that's the punt god from San Diego State. Christian Benneford, the cornerback from Villanova. Luke Tinnitu, the offensive tackle at Virginia Tech. 
Uh, and Balon Specter, linebacker, Clemson, rounded out uh, round seven, pick number 31. So let's look at a couple of things on the Buffalo Bills. One, they're a Super Bowl contender. They don't have a lot of open spots right now on this team for starters. So let's look at uh, a couple of guys that I think could make instant impacts, even with their current Super Bowl roster. And that's going to be one of my favorite picks at wide receiver, um, Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. If you guys listen to Best in Class, breakdown of the wide receivers, I told you that this guy was a slot receiver in the NFL, that he knows how to get open, he knows how to catch and protect the ball, terrific hands. He's a multi-year big-time producer in college. Um, he's amazing after the catch, has terrific vision, can cut, has contact balance. Um, he's a little on the shorter side. He showed some uh, ability to contort his body near the sideline to make difficult grabs. So his speed was the question mark, right? So he ran faster at his pro day than he did at the combine, which is, you know, it doesn't really matter. If he goes on the field and he's a weapon for Josh Allen, that's all that matters. And I think that Khalil Shakir, even though he was picked in round five, has a chance to take snaps in, in, uh, away from other wide receivers on this Buffalo team. I think he's going to be an instant impact guy out of the slot, like a very Cole Beasley type player with a little bit more speed and cutting ability. And then, so for, for the Buffalo Bills fans, you got a good one in, in Khalil Shakir. Now let's talk about a, a, a guy that could take over a starting position, another James Cook running back Georgia. Uh, I believe if you listen to the running back breakdown on best in class, I talked about James Cook. I talked about the fact that I... I miss getting his brother Dalvin instead of O.J. Howard. Where, by the way, Bucks fans, where's O.J. Howard? He's with Buffalo, right? We'll see what he does there, but he didn't do anything for us. So it is what it is. 19th overall pick, wasted. But again, that's the way it works. I mean, you hit on some, you lose on some. No GM can pick 100% of the time. James Cook, though, is going to make an instant impact, in my opinion. He definitely showed some things his senior year. He rushed for 728 yards, seven touchdowns. He only played in 15 games, but... The guy, in my opinion, is a three-down back. He can catch, he can run, he can also do pass pro. Again, he's a little smaller than his brother, but he was faster 40 time. I think he has a little bit more shake than his brother does, and I definitely think he has better hands. So you can see Buffalo here going with like a Khalil Shakir, a little on the shorter side, but quick bursts. Again, James Cook, another guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. They can give you burst right off the line. So it sure looked like Buffalo had an idea of what they were doing with these two picks. But again, you have um, you have Elam out of Florida, which he better start at pick number 23 for you at corner. James Cook, I think, has an opportunity to start. And Khalil Shakir, I think, has an opportunity to pull snaps. And Matt Areza, of course, is going to be the starting punter for the Buffalo Bills. So, fantastic job, Buffalo Bills. Let's go on to the next one, the Miami Dolphins. Now, has anybody had a crazier offseason than the Miami Dolphins? They literally had the rumors of being coached by the worst coach in, in the NFL history coming out of retirement or whatever he's calling it. You know, I'm not even going to say, well, I guess I have to say Sean Payton for those of you guys who, who are new to the podcast. Sean Payton is the devil. He's a terrible human being. Um, shouldn't be allowed to coach in the NFL. Anyway, he was rumored to go to the Miami Dolphins to coach Tom Brady. I'm sure everybody's heard this story. And then the Miami Dolphins rebuilt their offensive line and then went out and got Cedric Wilson from the Dallas Cowboys to be in the slot. And then they went out and, of course, got Tariq Hill. And then, of course, they've, they've drafted amazing uh, – and Waddle, they drafted a, a top-wide receiver last year. They have a terrific tight end. All they did was sign running backs in the, in the, in the offseason. I think they signed three running backs, including Romine Mozart and Chase Edmonds, both, 
both catch passing running backs again for Brady. So I really think the Miami Dolphins thought they were getting Brady. And then if you guys watched some of the offseason stuff already, uh, Tua has been floating balls all over the field. So we'll see how long that lasts for them. But okay, on to the draft. Uh, they, of course, they didn't have a first or second round pick. We all know why. Tariq Hill is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. So in round three, they got Channing uh, Tittle, uh, the linebacker out of Georgia. Round four, Eric Azukakama, uh, wide receiver, Texas Tech. Uh, round seven, Cameron Good, linebacker out of University of California, Berkeley. And round seven, Skylar Thompson, QB, Kansas State. So basically, they got four backup players, possible special teams players. So not much for the Miami Dolphins on the on the draft, but let's look at who their who I think their best pick is, and that's linebacker Cameron Good out of California. They actually picked him up in round seven, if you can believe they had other picks, but I think this is actually a guy that can contribute. Uh, explosive old school three four linebacker. He drops into coverage effortlessly. Has outside speed rush with good bend around the corner. Some pass rush moves, high upside, right? So this guy I think makes the team and plays with them and actually can contribute to them right away. Obviously, Miami has signed a bunch of pass rushers. They they just signed Ingram uh, as a pass rusher in the offseason. They drafted two first-round, uh, in the last two drafts, two first-round uh, defensive end edges. So you can see Miami has a definite vision of what they're doing. Uh, as far as the rest of their draft, it's really not much else to talk about. So, again, Miami got uh, Tyree Kill with, with basically the 2022 draft. So congratulations, Miami, for that. We'll see how you do. Okay, on to the Patriots who had like 45,000 picks. I'm going to go through them, and hope, hopefully we don't run out of time before I get to the end. I'm joking. But uh, let's go through the Pats, okay? Cole Strange in, in round one, guard out of Chattanooga. If you guys remember, I was huge on Cole Strange coming to the Bucks. I believe that he'd have been available in the second round. The Bucks, or the Pats took him in the first round, number 29. Shocked everybody. Cole Strange is a beast of a man. He's a fantastic guard. I think that he's going to be a starter for New England right away. Again, out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Round two, Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver, Baylor. He ran the fastest wide receiver time in history. If you guys didn't see that uh, at the Combine, uh, it's a four, it was a sub-4-3, fastest man on the planet in that, on that day. Obviously, other teams have been faster. But here's a guy that had all this speed, but you didn't hear any production at Baylor, really. So was it the quarterback? Was it the system? Or is, it, is, it just a, is he a workout warrior? New England got one of my favorite players in the entire draft at number 85 in the round three, Marcus Jones, cornerback out of Houston. If you guys listen to the podcast, I, he was one of my favorite corners. He's the best kick returner, punt returner in college football. He's super fast. He, he had over 11 interceptions in college. I absolutely love him. He's on the small side, but it doesn't. But New England doesn't care. It doesn't look about size and weight. They just take great football players. Round four, Jack Jones, cornerback, Arizona State. Round four, Pierre Strong Jr., running back, South Dakota State. Everybody knows who Pierre Strong is. He was linked to the Bucks. We we discussed him greatly in the running back breakdown before the draft. Round four, Bailey Zappi, and then a QB that I discussed that was very similar to past New England quarterback, backup quarterbacks. I think uh, Bailey Zappi is very, very uh, close to Garoppolo, and I think that that's a, that's a good comparison, and I think that's what they were going for. Round six, Kevin Harris, running back, South Carolina. Again, with the running backs for New England, they drafted two running backs in the last two years, one in the first round, one in the fourth round last year. They drafted two more this year. It's just crazy to me. Sam Roberts, defensive tackle, Northwest Missouri State. Round six, round six again, Chasen Hines, guard LSU. Round seven, 
Andrew Stuber, guard Michigan, very underrated player. Okay. Um, so let's talk about uh, all these picks, right? So Cole Strange would be my would be an instant starter on this Patriots team. I, Marcus Jones, I think, is a special team starter and possibly plays the nickel going in. Pierre Strong Jr., as much as I like him as a running back, he will not start. They have Damian Harris as their starter, but he's he could fight for some time. Bailey Zappi will make the team as a, as a backup um, quarterback, so that's interesting. I guess Tyquan Thornton is the one, after you look at all of these, he's really the one we don't know anything about. The guy ran a 4-2-8. He runs good routes. He has natural hands. He snatches the ball away from his frame. He just doesn't have any production at Baylor. To me, I, I, this, if this guy played at a better university with a better um, offense maybe, or I'm not sure, but could this be a guy that's a sleeper for, for New England? I don't know. New England does not have a good reputation for drafting wide receivers. They have a better reputation for drafting corners and guards. I think they probably have the best offensive guard tackle coach. So they continue to take guys, draft them high, draft them low, and they make them into starters. And, uh, you know, Brady won the Super Bowl with a fourth-round draft pick at guard starting. So it is what it is. You know, they, they are just amazing coaches. So out of all those players to me, I can only see one starter on here on Cole Strange. The rest of them, well, Marcus Jones is going to start in special teams, but the rest of them are just depth players. You know, Andrew Stuber is a guard out of Michigan. I actually really liked him. He went in round seven, picked 245, which is really low for him. I think he has more upside than that. I think he was he was a three-year starter at Michigan. Uh, I think he has good size. I think they probably, I think he, he has a chance to make that team even, even as a seventh-round pick. Of course, Pierre Strong Jr. has a chance to be a star. He just needs to work on catching and, and pass pro. Let's get on to the next one, the Jets, okay? So the Jets um, had my second favorite draft in the entire deal, right? At, at any division, any conference. I love the Jets draft. So I saved the best for last in the AFC East, so let's just go through it. So round one, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Round two, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Uh, again, traded back in the first round, Jermaine Johnson, the second uh, defensive end, Florida State. Round two, Brees Hall, running back, Iowa State. Round three, Jeremy Ruckert, tight end, Ohio State. Round four, Max Mitchell, offensive tackle, Louisiana. Again, round four, Michael Clemens, defensive end, Texas A&M. Okay, so let's talk about this draft and how amazing it is. One, Amon Garner is the best corner in this draft. I don't care about all the Stingley lovers. Stingler couldn't play but a few games in college. The guy played when he was 18 years old. And he didn't play after that, right? I'm sorry if that if that offends a bunch of people. Staying on the field and working and playing matters. We'll see how that goes. But um, but Sauce Gardner, the guy never gave up a touchdown in three years of starting. Not a touchdown. We're not talking about he played in some Division three school. The guy played at Cincinnati who plays Alabama and who plays Florida and plays USF. I mean, these are not small schools, okay? This guy, Sauce Gardner, is the real deal, right? So he's my number one corner on the board. Then they come back at number 10 and get the number one wide receiver that was healthy, as you guys know, Jameis Williamson, I, I thought was what the, what the Lions did. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But Garrett Wilson was the number one healthy receiver in this draft out of Ohio State. You can't go wrong with him. He's a day one starter, does everything well. So in my opinion, in round one, the Jets got the top corner and the top wide receiver on the board. Then as they let the draft come to them at number 26, they go, wow, Jermaine Johnson the second, this edge rusher out of Florida State, still there in round one at number 26. 
this guy was supposed to be a top five to top, you know, top ten pick as an edge rusher. And I'm thinking they need an edge rusher. They have some they have some great guys coming back off of injury. But I'm thinking to add a, a player like Jermaine Johnson at 26 is a brilliant move. Then in round two, what do they do? At number 36, they get the number one rated running back in the draft in Brees Hall out of Ohio State, out of Iowa State. Fast, can catch the ball, shifty. If you guys have the running back breakdown for best in class, I went over. He was my number one running back. I went over it. He is the best chance that uh, the Jets had of, of drafting an impact player at the, at the running back position for their offense. So they, you know, they gave um, Zach Wilson a help here with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Oh my gosh, he's this guy's got to be excited. Then in round three, Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State, guys, for most of the offseason was rated as the number one tight end in the entire NFL draft. So that's incredible. They got him at, at, at pick 101 round three because he fell some, obviously, on testing. But it doesn't take away the fact that he's big, tough, can catch the ball, sets the line. He's an overall, uh, he was a five-star recruit going to Ohio State. He's got a, he's, he could have a lot of upside. I think that his personality dropped him a little. Then in round four, Max Mitchell, offensive tackle out of Louisiana. For those who listened to the draft breakdown, Max Mitchell was my sleeper for the Bucks. If they didn't get a guard or a tackle early and they wanted to get one later, Max Mitchell was the guy that I said was a, definitely a guy the Bucks should be looking at because we had Wells last year. And Max Mitchell can play left tackle, right tackle, and guard. The only place he can't play is center. What a terrific deal at 111, round four. And then Michael Clemens, a defensive end out of Texas A&M, another pass rushing guy. So it's really, really interesting stuff. So let's talk about uh, Jeremy Rucker just a little bit more. Let me see what his record is considered by some to be the number one tight end in the class. He could be more important for Zach Williams' uh, development. So if you take that into consideration, like I said, I already, he was number one in, on, on many boards. Not my board, but he was number one on some boards. So Jeremy Ruckert, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, meet Zach Wilson. And uh, the coach has already said that Zach Wilson made some big strides in the offseason. So I'm not a big Jets fan, but I have a manager that works for me that loves the Jets. So he's going to love listening to this breakdown. But that Jets had my second best draft. And I, I really feel like, let's go through the starters real quick. Amon Gardner, starter. Garrett Wilson, starter. Jermaine Johnson, starter. Brees Hall will start over Michael Carter, starter. Jeremy Ruckert has a chance to win the starting role. Uh, Max Mitchell has a chance to win a starting role. I think he's that good. You're, you're talking about that they could have drafted six starters in this draft. Phenomenal. Phenomenal job, Jets. All right. So, best in class listeners, that wraps up the AFC East. All right. So, perfect. So, we had a 20-minute breakdown in the AFC East. We're going to be uh, going into each uh, conference and division and, um, um, at each week. So, we got plenty of time to talk about it. And then we're going to go right into mini camps and, ET and, and um, <clears throat> OTAs which would be really fun for everybody to listen to. So please follow us, Bill Curry Tampa. Go to BillCurryFord.com. See all of our great specials. Email me at bestinclass at BillCurry.com to order your vehicle. Or if you have any questions or you want to send me some questions for the podcast. Grace, you got anything? Nope. You guys have a great night and a great drive home. Thank you very much.